You are listening to the Special Needs Mom Podcast. This is Kara, your host, and I am so glad you're here. Before we get into this episode, I want you to know that Pathway to Peace, which is a group coaching program, is currently available to join. This program is built on three main pillars. First, coaching. It's the real powerhouse. It's what I do. It's what I love. Second, community. And if you've been around for a little bit more than a minute, you know how I feel about community and the power that it has to heal and change your life. And lastly, I have a library of content filled with resources, with modules, with lessons. We go way deeper than I can go in on the podcast. And these are available to you in a way that you can consume them in your busy life. This program would be a good fit for you if you've stabilized past the point of initial diagnosis and find yourself spending a little bit more than you'd like to in overwhelm. And you can't imagine how, given all the things in your life, you can have any sort of peace ever again. Through the program, you will gain the gift of acceptance. You will do the work to recover your spark. You'll leave the program with the tools and the confidence that you have what you need to have joy and peace part of your life once again. So it's time to change it up. I know you've been saying yes to everybody, especially serving with all your heart and everything you have to your child. Now it's time to say yes to you. Find the link in the show notes to get more information and for next steps. Hi, I'm Kara, life coach, wife, and mom to four incredible and unique children. It wasn't all that long ago that my son received a diagnosis that had my world come crashing down. I lacked the ability to see past the circumstances, which felt impossible, and the dreams I once had for my life and family felt destroyed. Fast forward past many years of surviving and not at all thriving, And you'll see a mom who trusts that she can handle anything that comes her way and has access to the power and confidence that once felt so lacking. I created the Special Needs Mom podcast to create connection and community with moms who find themselves feeling trapped and with no one who really understands. My intention is to spark the flare of possibility in your own life and rekindle your ability to dream. This isn't a podcast about your special needs child. This is a podcast about you. If you are a mom who feels anxious, alone, or stuck, then you are in the right place. Welcome. Hello and welcome to the Special Needs Mom Podcast. Last week, I put a little teaser in that very likely I would re-release a well-loved episode back from what I call the early days. It's very likely that not a lot of you around in the first handful of episodes that I produced. And my editor jumped at this idea and suggested an episode that I thought, ooh, that is perfect. So actually, this episode was originally released right before Christmas, and you'll hear many references to the holidays and Christmas. And clearly, that's not super applicable right now. But what is applicable is summer season. And what I think is going to be interesting is there's a lot of parallels between all the pressure we put on ourselves for the holiday season and what I'm calling the summer season. We've already talked a little bit about 
the stress of summer and potentially less support and more demand that we have on us as moms. And so every time you hear me reference something to the effect of the holidays or Christmas, I want you to substitute whatever part of the summer that is most present to you. So maybe you're preparing for a vacation. Maybe you're not preparing for a vacation and that's what's most present for you. And maybe you are doing great. Maybe you are struggling. So listen to this episode and just do a little word swap. One of the things I wanted to mention that I talk about in more depth than I think I have in a while is what I call context. I'm not going to go into it now because it's all in the episode. But the reason I think this episode is important is because this little piece is a huge game changer. When we learn to identify the context that we're in and we make steps to change it, it actually dramatically shifts our entire experience. So I definitely want you to pay attention during that part. Now, what's funny, I'll give you an example, because sometimes I think we get stuck in these mindsets and we don't question them. Like maybe you're stuck in a mindset of summer is hard, or I hate summer, or I can't wait till my kids go back to school. And this came up when I was walking through Target with my son, Levi. And one of the things that we're working on right now is is recovering his stamina. And so what that looks like is encouraging him to walk more than he did before. And so he's very resistant to this. So I often will have him walk in the store with me as a way of exercising rather than actually just exercising. And I needed to go back to a certain area of the store and he was not happy about this. He did not want to walk further. And so he was putting up a major stink. I will leave out the details. But I looked at him and to take a couple breaths because we both got a little escalated. I looked at him and I said, Levi, are you making this harder than it actually is? And he took a breath. Oh, he said, actually, yeah, I am. We calmed down a little bit and he was able to then realize, okay, I can do this. It's not as hard as I was making it out to be. So maybe you'll come across something like that as we relate to summer. But I want you to listen to this episode and bring yourself into just a little bit of curiosity. And I want you to start to question some of the automatics that you have, especially as it relates to fun and or playing. So the episode title was originally The Lost Art of Having Fun. And it's not necessarily a prescription of how to have fun. There's many different ways. And what's fun for me or what's play for me, is it's not going to be the same for everybody. And my guess is that many of you don't know what it's like to play anymore. And even if you do, it's not something you engage in often. There's a lot of reasons for this as parents of children with medical complexities and disabilities. And I'm on a mission to change that, both in supporting what's keeping us from play and also teaching us how to recover play just as a practice. I think we, more than anybody, need play. So in this episode, I talk a lot about my personal anxiety, and I share a little bit just behind the scenes of what a day in the life of a mom just like you, is experiencing. And again, I was relating it to the holidays, but I could very well have recorded the episode or a similar episode because I'm not in the exact same place as I was three years ago. But it's very applicable. 
And like I said, I talk about anxiety. And what's funny is I listened to the episode again. I was like, wow, um, anxiety is still around. She's a persistent little bee, but that's fine. (laughs) She's here to stay. And she and I are learning how to live with each other every day. So also in the episode, you'll hear me reference what I call managing and controlling. And like I said, also what I call context. And if you're like, what's that? Just keep listening. I'll explain. And one last thing, as you listen, I want you just again to notice what you are curious about or attracted to or what you relate to the most or the least. And then just give that part a little bit more attention. Perhaps ask a prompting question like, oh, what does that part of me need today? And let that be your guide. All right. Well, go on, enjoy this episode. And ladies, let's go have some fun. Here we are for another episode. And it's going to be a little different kind of episode, probably a little bit more conversational. Well, maybe not conversational because it's just me, but really just my thoughts, my experiences, and just kind of sharing my life with you uh, as a point of connection. I guess lately I've been having a really hard time and it's interesting because I think especially as a coach, I'm like, well, you definitely know better than that. So it's been harder to push record for this episode than normally it is for me. Even though I think I do share a lot, sometimes this type of vulnerability is not the easiest for me. And so here we are. Here we are, imperfect and amazing, both at the same time. I think this week has just been especially hard. I think I see a lot of people enjoying Christmas, like really enjoying it. Like in general, I find I have a hard time at this time of year. It seems like for me, I'm managing my life pretty well uh, normally, but then I feel like Christmas just adds enough to like make me feel a little top heavy where I just feel a little wobbly, a little like I don't got this figured out. I do not have this. And then I start to panic because I'm like, oh gosh, I'm going to miss the fun. I'm going to miss the season. And that's a big problem. So actually, this episode is going to be about having fun. And it's not going to really be very practical. Like I'm not going to say this is how you go do it. I'm going to give you a way to look at it, I guess. And I'll just kind of even share a little bit more about like my week just so I can laugh with you this last week. Okay, so what does a person do who has four kids a career, a podcast, is president of the Toastmasters Club she's part of. She goes and gets a puppy because why? That would, I mean, that would, why not? That would be so much fun. <laughs> and my kids were very successful in their persistence on wanting a puppy. And so we got a puppy last week. And it's actually been a delight. And it was so funny on that. We got her last Tuesday. And like when we brought her home, we were not prepared in the least because she was a rescue. And we weren't necessarily planning on getting a puppy last week. It was like on a horizon. It was on the list. Anyhow, so we get her and we have nothing for her. And it's starting to be like dinner time for our kids. And it was almost like I really did bring me back to the moments of being a brand new mom and having no idea what I'm doing. But then like loving this little thing and being so excited, but a little bit panicked at the same time. So anyhow, we, we've been doing really well, actually. But I will say we've had a lot of the, the potty accidents. So I've had a lot of uh, extra cleaning to do, if you will. Then what happens is our washing machine breaks. 
So with the combination of a lot more laundry and no washing machine, it's like not in and of itself that horrible of a thing. But it's just one of those things where I'm, I'm recognizing that it's just adding to the load of things that feel like they're a lot of work. Thankfully, my husband is super handy and our washer is now already repaired. So shout out to my husband, Dan. You are definitely the man. Needless to say, you can you can see there's a lot going on. And then on top of all this, like the the undercurrent is that somebody I really love is going through a really hard time, a really long and persistent experience with depression. And so that's just something that's always in the back of my emotional experience is just thinking about this person and not knowing what the next step is um, and just having a lot of care and concern as part of my space. So what is somebody like me? It tends to be the more high achieving type of personality. What does she do when she feels all this? Well, she goes into hyper mode. Like she this is what I do. I start to obsessively make lists and try to figure out and strategize how I'm going to get it all done. And so I think things like, okay, I'm just going to stay up really late and get it all done. Or I'm going to get up really early and get it all done. And really start to look through working harder, smarter, faster, and do things like think, okay, how can I start to like dump things off of this ship um, so we can stay afloat? So it's really shifting into this like survival mode where it's managing and controlling everything around me, trying to just be more organized. And it's really, it's been interesting as I've kind of um, watching myself do this, recognizing that this is just my default way of being about it. I go to this very serious perspective on it. And the one thing I want you to really kind of just try on as a concept, this is what I'm, this is the work I'm doing in my own life, is really examining who you want to be about this. So when I ask myself the question, okay, this is not working. And I don't like the experience I'm having. I'm, I'm feeling very overwhelmed. And I recognize because of the work I do that it's, I don't necessarily say it's an option, but I don't have to stay here. I have tools and the ability to actually move on from the experience, not just to get away from it. Like I actually do have to just experience the anxiety, like a lot of anxiety in my body where I just feel a pit in my stomach. And my job's not necessarily to make that go away, but actually just to be curious about what my body's communicating to me, what it can share with me about how I'm looking at things. So back to the question that I was asking, who do I want to be about this? It took a while to kind of decide how I wanted to be about this. First, I thought, okay, well, I, I want to have, I want to be ease. I want to be just ease about this. I don't want things to feel so hard. I don't want to feel so stressed. I don't want to feel so serious. It doesn't really feel good to kind of have that tight of a grip on everything. It wasn't necessarily ease. It actually came up with the word fun. And I know it sounds so not important sometimes, but for me, looking through the lens of fun, it just gives me the experience in my body of feeling lighter. And feeling like I have the option of having everything be okay. I want you to use the picture that is helpful for me. So consider that 
the way I'm being about something is what I would call like what context I'm in, like how I'm seeing something. So imagine I have a pair of sunglasses on and this particular pair of sunglasses has like darkish gray color. It's my least favorite color of sunglasses. I like the amber ones. (laughs) So everything just looks a little bit dark. Now I'm not aware that I have these glasses on. And so I'm not even aware that I'm looking through this lens that has everything a little bit dark, right? So it has it feel harder when my washer breaks. Oh, and then to top it off this morning when the washer was fixed, and I was doing laundry. I saw what I think looked like a rat dropping. And I was like, really? Uh Uh-huh. Really? That's so gross. And now I have a rat in my house potentially. Okay. Side note, back to the glasses. So you don't know you have these glasses on, but everything you're looking at is filtered with those glasses. Use like the example also of like an Instagram filter. When you put that filter on, all of a sudden you're like, yeah, that looks pretty good. Or that's super fun, right? That one where, I mean, there's so many ones, but the puppy one and the ones that like has that like hearts. I mean, how can you be upset when you look at those filters? And so consider that the first filter that I'm having on is this like really hard filter where everything I look at seems hard. It seems serious. And if you try to convince me that it wasn't a problem, I'd be like, no, you don't understand what I'm seeing. This is a problem. I would be very convinced that this was my reality because it would be my reality. It's how I'm looking at the world. Okay, so that's like the first context I'm in. I'm going to call this a hard context or a serious context. I think that would be more fitting for me. So the work I'm practicing is actually shifting into fun. And so this would look like maybe putting on a pair of confetti lens glasses. Or do you know those ones? Have you ever seen those ones where you put them on and then everything you look at has like snowflakes on it, like rainbow snowflakes? Or again, the Instagram filter is a great example of, you know, I might be really tired and have no makeup on, but I slap that filter on that smooths my skin and gives me mascara. And man, all of a sudden I'm looking pretty good. So this is the opportunity I'm playing with. And it's not a magic fix. I'm not all of a sudden like, oh my gosh, I feel so amazing. No, I still have anxiety. I'm still processing my emotions. I'm still really examining how I'm looking at things. And it's not a switch that you just turn on and off. It can be, but in this case for me, it's not. I've practiced all of my life being very serious and managing and controlling and being very successful at doing that. And so when I try to convince myself that I can still accomplish everything it is that I want to accomplish through this new filter, my mind's a little bit like, hmm, I don't understand. That's not going to work. That's not going to work. Like you need to work hard. You need to be focused. You need to definitely decline anything that's fun or that seems like it's just for pure enjoyment because you got to work hard. And like I just said, I've been very successful in a lot of things in my life because of that ability to to dive in and work hard. But what I recognize is it's actually preventing me from what I believe is the the next level for me to experience the fullness of who I am and who I believe I've created to, to be in the world. And I think it probably also is not very fun for my family to have me taking on this being of such seriousness. Does this all make sense? I hope so. My hope and intention is to have it be a connection point for you that maybe you don't have your act together either, 
and that you can actually consider putting on this confetti filter glasses and looking at opportunities to create the experience of fun or maybe for you it's it's light or ease or joy and I want you to also just notice that it's not necessarily just the experience of fun like going to have fun doing something but I want you to really focus on the experience that you have inside of your body when you're having fun and it would be really easy for someone like me to kind of skip over the like really leaning into the enjoyment part of it. Managing a three-year-old and a 13-year-old and a boy that has a physical disability and are we going to walk? Are we going to drive? How are we going to do all this? And so it's really easy for me to just get stuck in the managing and control of everything and really kind of being the project manager. But for me, the experiments that I'm going to be putting in place over the well, I guess really the rest of my life, but uh, immediately kind of in this season will be to really let go of whatever it is I think I need to hold on to and then experience fun in my body. It's almost like trying on different clothes and being like, oh, that didn't work. <laughs> That's not going to work. It looked good on the hanger, not going to work on me. And looking at things and being like, well, I probably wouldn't try that on normally, but I'm going to do it and being like, wow, well, I kind of like this. And having that be the experience of of how, trying experiences on in my body that I will only know if they bring me enjoyment, fun, if I try them. And so this really requires being bad at this. And I am somebody that really resists being bad at something. And I'm just spilling it all today, you guys. And so that's, I think, one of the reasons why I have, as I've grown in years, I have also grown more resistant to having fun. I think it's because it's not been something I naturally felt good at, which I think is so funny because you think this shouldn't be something somebody has to work at, but it is in my case. And I actually know that it is for a lot of people. Some of my clients are, I know are in the very same boat. And that's what makes me think I need to share this out loud because I know I'm not the only one. Okay, so we're going to bring it in for landing. I think I could kind of keep rambling on this for quite a while. Let me know if you also are kind of like, hmm, this whole fun thing seems intriguing. And maybe you never noticed how much you are also resistant to having fun. All right. See you on the next episode. One more thing before we officially, officially wrap up this show. Sometimes when I'm listening to podcasts, I have the experience of wanting more. I'm listening at the very end thinking, I sure wish that episode didn't end. I invite you, if you feel in any way the same way, I invite you to the Special Needs Mom podcast community, which is a free group that I host on Facebook, where we as a community of fellow moms who listen to this podcast and are experiencing life in similar shoes, get to talk to one another, get to share stories, get to actually interact. I hope you'll consider joining. See you over there.